Hi guys, welcome back to Walk With Bex. I have a very special guest today and it's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi Bex, welcome to your show. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you good? Yeah, Shall I just stay with this the whole time? You should just do the whole interview. I love it. Instead. I know. So how are you today? <laughs> I'm actually really good. And I can't believe I haven't seen you in, I don't even know how long it is. I think it's one of those things where we see each other at the gym and we're like, hi, like whenever I do visit Banoose, <laughs> once in a blue moon. And uh, and then I walk past and I'm like, hi, how are you? Yeah, it's been a really good time. And I'm like, okay, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Like normally you catch me in the gym when I'm on prep or something. And I know that you yeah. followed my whole last prep in 2021 oh. when I was going after my pro card, like all those times. Oh, yeah. And obviously I got it this year. But yes, guys, so I have Nicole with me. Would you like to introduce yourself? For anyone that doesn't know who you are or is not prepared <laughs> for this interview, not prepared. what do they need to know? Um, there's going to be a lot of swearing. There might be some semen, breast milk, <laughs> vaginal juices and uh, dirty talk. Just raw is what you can get. Love it raw. And um, yeah, uncensored. If you get offended easily, you shouldn't be watching this, correct? Or listening. Or listening. Actually, <laughs> I forget that that's also a thing. We're listening. Well, we have got these people... giant mics in front of us. They aren't phallic in any way, <laughs> Nicole. So behave yourself. <laughs> they are. I already tried putting it on my ass. Um, yeah. So, so I it. have known you for many years. Mm -hmm. I've been in Dubai obviously seven years and you were here before me. So you've, you moved to Dubai like nine years ago. It's actually nine years on Saturday. No I moved, you know what? It's funny. I moved over on 11, 11 and I didn't realize it was 11, 11 until 11, 11 became a thing. <laughs> like I moved over on 11, 11. So that means that like the universe is just like on my side, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, seriously though. So I moved over 11, 11 when I was 21 years old, just like on my own. So I basically, uh, it, it happened in September, the idea. So I went, one of my friends came here for a work experience and then came back and we had a cheeky Nando's and he was like, mate, you need to move over to Dubai. Like it's lit. You could do real estate there. Cause I was doing real estate back in the UK. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, yeah, but I want to become a personal trainer. And like, I don't know like where I would start. And he was like, just get out there. Like get go on LinkedIn find like real estate agents get over there and then you can start your PT course and I'm like okay great like that's what I'll do literally went home that night told my mum that I want to move over to Dubai she was like you don't know where Dubai is on a map I still don't know <laughs> um don't know where Dubai is on a map and I was like it's fine like I've never been there but it seems super safe and I just feel like it's a good idea like I've always wanted to live abroad work for myself and um and there was another one Oh, and invest in property. So I then went on LinkedIn, was connecting with just a bunch of like random real estate agents. Like I don't, I don't even know who these people are. Then three weeks later, I got an email, an email on LinkedIn from a real estate firm and was like, hey, I saw that you do real estate in the UK. Do you want to come over to Dubai and do it? And I was like, fucking yeah, I do. <laughs> so then, um, so then I went through the interview process and they were like, okay, um, you've been accepted. It took like six weeks for the whole interview process mm -hmm. to go through or like four weeks actually. And then they were like, but you need about 5,000 pounds to move over with because you uh, are on commission only. Mm. And, I, and I was like, oh, and they were like, well, you have to uh, potentially borrow money from family. Like if you don't have it. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't come from a wealthy background. Like I just, yeah, it's not, it's not a thing. So he, I was like, it's fine. I'll get a bank loan. And they were like, don't get a bank loan. And I was like, okay, I'll go get a bank loan then. <laughs> so I go to, I go to the bank and I'm like, I need a new car. I'm so sorry if the bank is hearing this. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it. No, I'm just kidding. But so I went to the bank and I got the loan and, um, I just called the real estate agent up and I was like, hi, grandma had 5,000 cash under her bed. So weird. <laughs> anyway, so then within from like September, it was September, October, November. Yeah, two months later, I then moved over to Dubai and I'd never been here. I was just like, okay, I have one little luggage bag and like a little suitcase, let's go. And then nine years later, like if someone would have told me that what I have done and where I am right now, I would have been like, no, you're lying. Cause it's just crazy the path that I have like taken and gone down and so much has kind of happened in that time so it is wild it's wild and from the time I've known you to now so much has changed so much I think just also my the biggest thing and since I came back to Dubai the other the other week a lot of people have told me just like you look different you're glowing what have you done and I'm like well apart from having a fuckload of Botox I've actually just changed my mindset yeah. like your mindset is the biggest 
thing to change like your energy and who you are. And I just feel at peace. Like I don't feel that I need to like be someone that other people want me to be or be this just a type of person that I used to be. I'm just at peace. So like, I just want to live in peace and that's all I'm looking for now. So I think that previous years and I've gone through ups and downs of it where I've had a little bit of peace, but I've never felt fully, fully satisfied. And I think it's because I haven't delved into myself I've always tried to look for it in other people if that mm. makes sense and then never really like we, I've done self-help and I've read self-help books but I think it comes in stages when you yeah. most need it the most and when you hit your lowest point is when you have to wake up and be like what the fuck is happening with my life mm. you know and I want to get to that because I know of some of your low points that you've hit and I'm so pleased that you mentioned that the transformation within you has all been from your mindset and that's exactly why I wanted you on the pod because mm -hmm. people might see you on social media this comedian <laughs> expert of parody um, <laughs> mocking of social media influencers yeah. um, and all of that jazz and they all think that's hilarious and they might think how has she got to where she's got but I remember the Nicole before so I want to go right back okay. and I want to go back to childhood because you mentioned okay. you don't come from a wealthy family do you have siblings what was growing up like for you um so yeah I have three older brothers and um, no way I have three brothers too do you yes oh my god twins <laughs> I've actually got twins in the family have you got twins or no, no? I was gonna say okay now it's gonna get freaky I've got three older brothers and a younger sister but my younger sister is I think we're 11 years apart so she came or 13 years apart we came she came later mm. so um grew up in a council house mum was on benefits um and without getting too dark, my dad was really abusive, not towards me. He was never able, he just wouldn't be able to punish me, but he was extremely abusive to my brothers. And I only started to admit, admit this actually last year. Like, cause I used to say to people like, yeah, I've grown up. My dad was an alcoholic. And like, it's, you know, I just kind of would brush it off and be like, my childhood was fine. Like we were just really poor. But when I look back at it and like why I choose certain people in my life, friends, relationships or whatever, is because I, you know, watched my mom constantly get abused her entire life. And, you know, I've watched my dad physically hit my mom and I've watched my dad physically like hit my brothers. And then he passed away of cancer. And my mom then also as growing up, like she would struggle so much. She wouldn't be able to feed herself because she has to feed us and my brothers. And then um, she would also get into relationships where she would be physically abused. And I would hear my mom getting beaten up and I'd be upstairs just like, you know, when some, when a dog screeches cause you stand on its tail. Like I specifically remember that moment where I'm on bed and I'm like, uh, like, oh shit, the dog's accidentally been trod on but it was actually my mom getting beaten up by a guy. And it's like, I would always close it off and be like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like it happened, you know, but until you go back to that point, and sit there with, I, I, there's a thing called um, shadow work, I think it's called, where I've done this a lot this year, where I actually, as my adult self, I vision, I actually did this yesterday. I vision myself as that six-year-old Nicole mm -hmm. sitting in bed, hearing my mum get abused. As my adult self, I walk into that room and I'm like, it's not gonna last. Like, this man is not gonna be there. I'm 30 years old and this is all I've done with my life. And right now, this moment in your life does not define who you are. And it's not, it, yeah, like it's, it, it won't last forever, but you need to do the work in order and you need to go through all of these things as well and be in these types of situations for you to become who I've become today. Mm. And it seems so weird going back and doing it, but shadow work is so important because you get to, you get to- um, Heal your younger self. Heal your inner child. Because mm -hmm. I feel that that's all we are. Inside of us is just a child that had some sort of neglect who had hopes and dreams. And as adults, we get told that we're not good enough. We get told that we're, um, we're this, that, and the other. We have people manipulating us. We have people changing us. We go for certain types of people because we are so used to that growing conditioned. up. And conditioned mm. because that's all I knew. So when my mum would choose people that were emotionally, physically, or whatever, abusive, I said to my mum, like my dad, for example, cheated all the fucking time. And I was like, why did you stay with him? Like, he's quite clearly, you caught him in bed. Why are you saying, why did you stay with him? Because I loved him. So when I get in situations, I've been cheated on before. I've been cheated on twice. And it's like, why, why did I stay with that person and help them through it? Why? Because I love that person. But I don't feel like it's love. I think it's just the lack of self-love within myself mm. because I don't feel worthy because I've watched my mum do it. So I think that it's completely normal to go through that and stay by someone side when they're quite clearly just disrespecting you so my childhood wasn't great it was dysfunctional 
I always had this head on my shoulders and I feel that as a child who dealt with a lot of trauma, that's why I am like I am today. That's why mm. I have dark humor. That's why I just don't give a fuck what people think and how and why I'm just like, it's a, and have comedy and everything because I think it's actually a, like a trauma what do I want to say? Like the way to deal with trauma. Um, and so, yeah, so my childhood was like that. And then coming up to like 13 years old, I met some really, really good friends who mm. I'm still in contact with now. And they were the friends that helped me shape who I was going to be because, because I grew up on a council estate and because I didn't come from a rich background, I could have easily gone down the route of mixing Drugs, yeah, alcohol. yeah yeah you know having mm. an alcoholic father could have gone down that route because one of my brothers is is an alcoholic like and bless him I, I haven't spoken to him in years because he just he doesn't want anything to do with the family because of what he went through with my dad so and I don't blame him either you know because he is just in that dark place and I reached out to him last year when I was I was speaking to a therapist and my therapist was like I want you to write down everything about your childhood and that's when I started to admit things of what was happening and I actually was crying while I was doing it obviously because I've got to bring all this up and I then messaged my brother and I was like, I'm affected because I watched you get abused. Mm. I don't know how the fuck you must be feeling right now. Like no wonder why you feel like you, you do. And like, he resented me growing up because I was, I got, I had constant love from my parents and like in the mornings I would jump on their bed and my brothers would be in their room and be like, I wish that was us. Mm. And like, that's horrible, you know, like, and then, and then because I've gone off to Dubai and done all of this with my life to him, it's like, you did that because of the upbringing that you had, you know? So from his perspective, it looks like I've just had everything given on a you plate. Were lucky. Yeah. And that I was lucky. And, mm. and as much as, yeah, you know what, I have actually been very lucky, but also I decided to change my mindset and not be a victim of that, even though I didn't get abused by my dad, but I still was some sort of victim of abuse in the family. Mm -hmm. And I chose to change my mindset and say, I don't ever want this. I can't yeah. have this. I don't ever want my kids to go through this. I don't want to go through this kind of relationship anymore. And like, I've been single now for a year and, it, and I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's not because it's like, oh, I don't have no man. It's just because I'm at peace internally. Mm. I... And, and I needed to be single to change the pattern because I go for the same type of person because I'm a helper. And I've, I've spoken about this with, a, with my therapist as well. And she was like, your pattern is because you go for people that need help because you are, I took a personality test. That's literally what I am. I'm a helper. Mm. I want to, you know, I will give people my last 10 dirhams. You know what I mean? Like I owe 10 pounds or dollars, depending on where you're from. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I will literally give someone my last amount of money because they need it or I'll treat people all the time. But people, you know, obviously will take advantage of that and they realize that I'm a kind person and then they feed off of it. Yeah. And what I realized is that you can't change someone. You literally like the, my biggest motto now is like, if someone is like that, leave them to it. Yeah. Like I can they need to find their own path yeah, and, and because, go through their own healing. Exactly. Yeah. Because honestly, that's what I've done. And you just have to let people get on with it. And I used to spend so much time and effort into other people's problems. You know, like even my little sister, bless her, she's, she's 19 and she's really, really struggling. And I'm trying to motivate her to get a job. And it's like, I... I get so frustrated with her because I'm like, I just want you to be on my level, but I know that she's going through her own troubles yeah. and like, I can't make you like me, but I'm trying to make you like me. So like this summer when I was with my family, I actually just realized like, I can't make you be who I've become because you're your own person and you've got your own demons to face. And like, I just have to let you get on with it. And I'm such a tough love when it comes to her as well, because I don't want her to just sit on her ass and do fuck all. Like, I want you, like, if she said, move me out to Dubai, I'd be like, fine, I'll put you in one of my apartments and we're just going to see what happens. Like yeah. you can be an assistant for something. You can, you know, let, let's just get your feet on the ground. But, um, it's very, yeah, it's just a, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind. That's it, for sure. It's hard. <laughs> and when you're a young person finding your feet, when you've been through that level of trauma in your family yeah. to then be a young adult having to make big decisions, mm -hmm. it's incredibly overwhelming. I was having this discussion on another podcast where I was interviewed and, when you're in those teenage years in high school, that's what I called it, secondary yeah. school, and then going through college potentially, you've got to make big life decisions about yeah. what you want to do. And it's, are you going to university or not going to university? What do you Did want to do? Did you go to university? Yeah, but there's a long story behind that. <laughs> you have to watch the I other episode. I need to. Oh, okay. I need to, I, I need to watch yeah. this. <laughs> but like, 
I think that's a lot of pressure at like 18, mm. 19 being like, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? So it's, and if you don't make that decision, it's like, you're then what? Stuck on the council estate? You're going to go and work a part-time job somewhere? What to do? And how do you know at that age what it is you want to do forever? Exactly. You don't because you, don't. you haven't really grown up. Like. Nope. I, okay, so I went to university. I studied to become a teacher. I did take a gap year before that. It wasn't, oh it my wasn't, God, you were a teacher. I completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, Fuck. I was teaching for 10 I years. I forgot about that. Oh because you just, you're back. That's how, we, you came, know? That's how we came to Dubai. Yeah. So Fuck. I taught for 10 years um, and I found my passion through that. But it wasn't until we came to Dubai and then I yeah. got into fitness that I was like, actually my passion is coaching and yeah. I left an education that was somewhat stable mm. and had a pension and all those benefits and everything wow. and was like no fuck this I'm but doing you it on my own. You have to take a risk right because mm -hmm. if you don't take a risk. How? And that wasn't until I was like 33. Do you know what wow. I mean? Wow. Yeah. How old are you? Are we allowed to say what <sighs> You can. You can guess. Go for it. Well you just said you're 33 so that was seven years ago. No 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 no, no. I'm not 40 yet. Oh. <laughs> No, no, no. 33 was when I started the business. We moved to Dubai when I was 30. So I'm thir just 10 to 38. Yeah. Okay, well, you look amazing, by the way. I thought, the, you. I thought you so were just It's a fuck ton of Botox and filler too. We love that. We love Botox and filler. Whoop, whoop. So, um, oh shit. Yeah, no, I thought yeah. that you were just like 31. So I love you. You're looking love great. You. you can come back again. <laughs> yeah. But I think there's a lot of pressure. So yeah. at that age, when you... Okay, I kind of want to go back to that childhood friendship group that you had at 13. Yeah. Did they know the real Nicole then? 100%. Yeah. Like even up until now. And it was funny because one of my friends, like, so she recently got married and I, well, okay, let me go back actually. When I moved to Dubai, we all lost contact because I was in Dubai. Yeah. And I felt that and when even I- even then Dubai at that time was very fucking different to what so it is now. So different, so different. And I feel that just- I just lost myself in the process. And I think that you do, like when you mm. go on this solo journey with yourself, you, you know, you meet people and then you kind of become a bit of a chameleon to them. And then you meet other people and you're just different friendship groups and you're trying to figure out who your friends are. And it's and so transient here in Dubai oh, as well. Oh yeah, in yes, and out, all yeah, the time. in and out, exactly. So um, it was only up until the last like two years that I got back into contact with my school friends, but not that we fell out. It was just, we fell out of alignment. So mm. they weren't aligning with me. I wasn't aligning with them, but there was no conversation of it. It was just, we didn't message and, mm. and that's completely fine. But now, and like I would, you know, hang out with them and they're just like, you're finally back to like the Nicole that we know when we met, like yeah. at, when she was 13, because like, I'm just, I've just really tapped into who I wanted to be. Um, and, and it was at the point when I was 15, I did hypnotherapy and I went back a few times in the hypnotherapy. One was when I was, you know, uh, actually really young, like four years old when I wasn't able to use my voice for something. Um, and then another one was when I was 15 or 16 it was, and I was in performing arts and I woke up, I grew up and I loved drama. Mm. So I was in performing arts and like, I would never get a main role. The teachers were just so bitchy in the school. And I remember specifically, we were doing a piece and I basically came out and did a comedy part. And I made it funny and the teachers shut it off and they were like, you're always doing this. You're always messing around. You're always trying to make people laugh. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, cause I want to be a comedian. Like, <laughs> what? like there is other things than fucking Shakespeare, you know? Yeah. Like I don't want to be on stage being like, ow, thou art fucking shit. Like I want to be a comedian. I want to go into some sort of acting or that is a comedic role because that's what I feel like I was born to do. I love being on, mm. on a stage. I wouldn't want to do something on stage. I'd, well, I want to do stand up eventually, but like I prefer to do a TV. We're going to make that happen. We're going to make that happen. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. And then it was at that point in my hypnotherapy, I was like, is it, is at that point when I said, I'm not cut out for this. Mm. I'm going to just have to go because I don't have the money to go to a university, to go to an acting school. Obviously in acting school, I'm going to have to be super prim and proper and drama and Shakespeare and, and all of this the script. and follow the fucking script. And I was like, well, that's it then. That's my hopes and dreams done for a fucking acting career. And it was at that point when I just was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I remember my friends were going to university. I was 18 sitting in my bedroom with my mom crying, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I feel forced to go to university because my school is trying to tell me that if you don't go to university, you won't be successful. Mm -hmm. So I'm That's being- exactly what I had. Oh yeah. Put in your UCAS form now yeah, or you're doomed. Yeah, now or you're doomed. And then I'm like, okay, so I don't know what I'm gonna do because my dream is not to go to university to study economics and, and get in all that debt that I know I don't need because I don't even have money. So how am I gonna make that back up? And it was all this whirlwind. And it's funny because 
when I told you about shadow work, I went back to that moment yesterday um, because I, when I told you I booked my flights for my friends and I went back as 30 year old Nicole and it was before I went to bed and I sat on the bed and I said, bitch, I'm 30 and we've just booked flights for Sophie, Abby and Marcy to come out to see you. And then like, you know, and it's so, it sounds so weird. And like, I have a conversation with myself almost just in my head mm -hmm. to heal that 18 year old Nicole who was sitting there like, I don't know what to do. But now she's like, what? Like, how did you manage to do that when we're in this council house and like, I just work at Waitrose yeah. as a part-time gal, you know, like I don't, how did you get there? And I'm just like, just wait, honey, <laughs> you just wait. And it seems, again, it seems so strange to do that and have conversations with yourself. It's not out loud. It can be out mm. loud though, it, it, however you want to do it. But it just, it's so rewarding to like give back and actually go back to those times and just heal yourself, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, it's, uh, so tell me what changed then when you came to Dubai, uh, in terms of what, in terms of your personality, like this Nicole I see now is not the Nicole really? I knew seven years what ago. Would you, what would you say? Maybe I didn't know you on a personal <laughs> level, but okay. So physically you looked very different. You were very, very slim, almost yep. borderline. Anorexic like, looking. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. worried about you. I don't even know how I got <clears throat> to that. Like I don't. And the thing is, is I never had an eating disorder, but I mm. had body dysmorphia mm. severely. Yeah, because, I would have said that because yeah. whenever I saw you in train, because when we came first, we went to train yeah, yeah, yeah. you were always doing cardio and I couldn't remember, and you were doing photo shoots. Yeah. And then I think you did a prep and you did a show yeah. and you were in a relationship at the time, which to me, I wasn't too sure what was going on there. It was all a bit. Yeah, that was so, a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, but it was, so yeah, I, okay. So how, seven years ago, when was that? That is. I, I just remember. 20. Blonde, short hair, super oh freaking God, shredded. Yeah. yeah, the bob. Yeah, you had no boobs, no ass, but everything was peeled. Literally. Yeah, everything. Um, I think at that point, I was just so young and naive. Like I was, I think I must've been like 23. Mm. And I think it was just this young girl that had, you know, come to Dubai. I've just got straight into the fitness community. And the you thing started is, your personal training. You were personal training then as well. Yeah, personal you? training, mm. like really balls deep into it. And I think that I was around just even in the gym, like so many shredded people. And, you know, that's kind of when Instagram started to become a thing exactly. as well. And I'm looking at all these shredded girls and I'm like, wow. And you realize how toxic it is. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was an, uh, an influencer called Karina L and she was my she was my dream body. Like I was like, this is the body that I want. And the thing is, is like, when you look at yourself in the mirror, when you're so shredded, you don't think you're shredded enough. No. You're like, it, it throws you off so much that you become so addicted to how you look. And it got to the point where I would eat a cheat meal, like with my boyfriend at the time. And I'd be there like pinching myself. Cause I'm like, am I gaining fat? But again, I love food and I'm such a big foodie, but I just wouldn't, I just didn't realize at the time how thin I was. Mm. Um, and obviously at the time I was in that relationship and there was a lot of, um, how do I want to say it? There was, you know. It was a lot about image and he was very much on social media as well. Um, image wise, wasn't he? Well, no, not back then with the short hair. That I think this was in 2016, right? Mm. Um, well, kind of. I mean, we were both trying to yeah. do Instagram, you yeah. know. Um, but... Back then, um, what do I want to say? Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was just a young relationship. I was mm. super young. I was like twenty three. It was my yeah. second relationship actually, and I think that I had to just go through that. We were together for like two years, and um, it was just, you know, it was just. I was just in a really, really young mindset, mm. um, and then it came to like twenty five, and twenty five was actually the. So I got, I broke out of that relationship when I was twenty four, and then. 25 was the time when I, what was it 25? 25, yeah, 25, I think I got out of that relationship. I'm trying to think back at years, cause I go in years. In rather 2018, than 2018, 2017, I broke, we mm. broke up actually. 2017, we broke up and then, um, and I always found that I was in and out of situations with people. So I would, I would be with someone and then like we would, <sighs> get back together, break up, get back together. And it was a toxic, toxic situation. And then I dated someone else for a few months. And then I got into like a two year relationship. And I always felt that this is actually the longest I've been single mm -hmm. for a year. It's the longest I've been single since, um, my first boyfriend here. Yeah. But 25 was the day that I checked the time when I changed my mindset in terms of like, um, I started reading a lot more self-help books. Mm. I started learning more about money and finances. And that's when, um, 
I started to think, oh, okay, my mindset needs to change a little bit. Um, and is that when you started investing your money and starting? No, that happened in. So what are we 20? That happened in 2021 is when I bought my first property. Mm. Because what happened is in 2019, December, I actually went completely broke. I want to get to that. Okay, before that, oh, social okay. media, when did that start to build up? Because um, I remember this when you got broke and didn't oh, have anywhere okay. to live. I want to get to that okay. for sure. So social media, I felt like I was always trying to dabble in and out of it. Mm. Um, and I had an older account. So this account I have now is new and it's completely grown on my own, which I'm very proud about. And organic I, growth. Organic growth. So I... Um, was always kind of wanting to get on that social media mm. side of things. So I then met someone who was in social media and also was like kind of helping me. I, well, not helping me, but I guess we would do content together and that's mm. what would then push the social media uh, and my account. But what is really nice now about, and that was probably, that was in, wait, when did we meet? 2019 yeah. is probably when it started to grow a bit more. Mm. 2020 was... Um, obviously when COVID hit, so I was like, fuck it, I'm going to do YouTube more. And yeah. then that's when I got the OF as well. Yeah. And then in 2021, that account got taken down. And obviously, and I was at like 360,000 followers and I'm like, fuck. Like I remember when it got taken down and you literally were like, and, I, and Darren told me and I was like, right, where's her new account? I'm following ASAP. I'm yeah, like, I was- to help this grow again. Right. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this, I, I don't know what to do. Like all I'm going to have to do is just start a new account. And I'm so grateful that I did that because this account now is like my followers of who I am, who I want to be, not who someone else wants me mm -hmm. to be. And because- It's like all the old Nicole where it was like super shredded, not super confident in yourself. That's also all just gone. extremely like, I felt like my content was a even though I'm a very sexual person but I felt like it was a lot more sexual being like oh, I'm a ditzy blonde and it's like mm. I'm not a ditzy blonde I'm a grown-ass woman and like yeah I have an OF but if you want to go and see my tits which that's literally all I get out then go and fucking you go and have a look at it you know what I mean or me I'll twerking the link below <laughs> or you don't want to see me twerking in a thong go for it you know what I'm saying but like I did do a little bit more. I never had sex on there. I've never done mm. anything like that. But I would say I was a little bit more sexual on there mm. at a stage of my life because someone else wanted me to be. Uh, and I was actually groomed into it, which was, is a, is I'm still actually working on myself with that now and trying to come to terms with those kind of situations. But now I'm like, okay, no, this is who I want to be. I literally will do a video of me tits out, dancing in the mirrors, joke like, what's up motherfuckers? And like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so what, where did I, where were we at? I forgot. So now. it was social media started to really take off. Yeah. And during COVID, was that when all shit hit the fan during COVID? Was that when you lost your place and you were homeless? You went yeah, so that was yeah. 2019. So I, yeah. I got kicked out on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve 2019, because I went completely broke. So what happened is that I knew I didn't want to do PT anymore. I mm -hmm. thought, I thought by the time I'm 30, not that there's anything wrong with PT. It's just, I again i'm trying to live the 15 year old nicole dream that she wanted to live so it was in so 2019 i knew i didn't want to do pt so naturally what happens when you know you don't want something when you know something isn't right for you things start changing so mm. my clients were not were not training with me anymore people were not renewing and i'm like what is happening and obviously it's the universe being like bitch your life is about to change you know so i was like oh shit so anyway um and i remember it was um I went, so basically I obviously was training and when we travel, we can't mm. have clients. And my boyfriend at the time was like, can you please travel with me to, to New York? And I was like, yeah, but I can't because I need to pay my rent. If I come to New York, I can't pay my rent. He's like, don't worry, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, okay, well, I've never had a guy pay for my rent before. I feel uncomfortable, but you want me to support you? Okay, I'll come. And basically something happened with the landlord where he basically exposed himself to me on social media oh God. Uh, through like a bomb. And I told my ex at the time and he was like, that's it. I'm not going to pay for it. Um, and so I told the landlord and I was like, okay, he doesn't want to pay for it because he knows this has happened. And he was just like, well, you need to get out. And, uh, but there was, it, what's so crazy is that there was like, how can I put it? This was whilst you were in the States, all this conversation was happening. Yeah, it was in about, the States. Yeah. And then I came back like early December I and I was like, he's not going to pay for it. And then I basically had to move all my stuff out on Christmas Eve. But then I realized that it's just also because my, the person I was with at the time just didn't actually have the money and kind of lied about it. And, um, and yeah, and then I, and then what happened? So then we basically moved in together in January and then that's when I started to get a Patreon. I got Patreon first because I was like, I want to test the waters mm -hmm. with this whole OnlyFans situation. And it was very, 
even though I had the idea, it was very heavily influenced by this person as well. So I was like, let me just see, I'll see what it is. Like, I don't want to be sexual. I just want to like, because I post bikini pictures and ask pictures on Instagram, I may as well just move all of that over a paid subscription and have Mm -hmm. people go to there if they want it. So Patreon went really, really well. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to get an OnlyFans. So March, 2020, just before we went into lockdown, that's when I got OF. Mm -hmm. And then that's when things started to like change, like kind of started, you know, finances started to come in Mm -hmm. and everything like that. Um, And then, yeah. And then, so since then, up until now, I still have it, but now I'm just more myself rather than, you know, being who someone else wanted me to be, which was just a little bit more sexual. And I'm a very sexual person and I have my own spin on things. Like, as you see on my videos, like I'll Mm. do funny sexual things or say the word pussy fat all the time. (laughs) But like, (laughs) but I have my own spin on it and I can be goofy and like, I don't need to, I can dress the way that I want rather than having someone else's influence of being like, wear minimal clothing. And I'm like, okay, you know. Mm. Um, So yeah, so that's kind of the journey with social media. So now it's going really well with the parody videos, which I'm very, very happy for. And I feel like I've just found my groove. Like I'm just myself. I take the piss. What you see is what you get. Like I'm also a massive softy and I've been through a lot, but I'm also very open about it and I'm not afraid to just speak my mind. And Mm. I think that so many people on social media these days want to sugarcoat things and you have to be careful with what you say. And it's like, if I'm, as long as I'm not literally insulting someone and 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 being racist or mean or like just or siding with someone you know I'm just like I'm just I'm just me and I don't mean to insult anyone it's just like I just take the piss and if you don't like it you don't have to follow like I'm not a nasty person you know I would say that most of the comments and the interactions that you get are all positive and in the light of its humor yeah have you had any backlash from the content you've produced uh not yet but however one just got taken down earlier today no yeah but the thing is is I realized what happened so it was the one I posted one and it was about it was me in a bikini and I said can you please not look at me like you looking at me and coming onto my page actually vi- violates me or I whatever. I saw that one and I liked it. So what happened is because in the caption I put men in, men are disgusting and I think <sighs> the algorithm saw it as hate hate speech. So I'm in contact with Instagram and I'm like, if you look at my page, you know it's like comedy yeah. and I'm sarcastic. I'm just a sarcastic Brit. Bring it back. Bring it back to I'll me. I'll change the caption. And I'll change the caption. <laughs> so I'm currently in a dispute with them now, but um, I think that's what... Well, the reason was that it got taken down. But honestly, no one's, there's a few comments of like, chicks will be like, oh, but she sells her body online. I'm like, yeah, fuck off. Like, who cares? Who cares? I'm taking the piss out of myself as well. Like I am the person that I speak about. Mm -hmm. So why are you trying to come at me for? Like, yeah, okay, I get my tits out on OnlyFans, but I also have bought two properties with that money. And I've also made a bunch of other investments. What have you done? You know, so it's just, not that it's a competition, but just like, Stop worrying about what I'm doing and just focus you do on yourself. You. you do you. Get on with it. I don't, I can't be bothered. So I don't usually entertain that because mm. I know that I think I've been in a position before where I've maybe looked at other people's lives and been like, what a fucking this and this. Judgmental. You judge. Yeah, we, I absolutely. think that all of us have gone through a moment in our life where we've judged people and it's just because we're so unhappy and something is missing in our lives. 100% agree. I think if you can look at something or speak to someone with little to no judgment, it means you're more of a secure person yourself. Just I so always secure. say this. And yeah. I'm like this with clients when they're in the gym, they're worried people are looking at them or they're on a journey and yeah. they're like, but my family don't understand. I'm in a social situation. I'm like, at the end of the day, if anybody's judging you for what you're doing, it's because they have their own insecurity yeah, and, and their own lack of 100%. self-love or worth. And they're, they've, they're dealing with their own battles. It's yeah. not a personal it's thing. Not, it's nothing and to do with exactly you. And that's exactly the same online. Yeah. So I just, anything that I do see, which is very rare, like once or twice here and there in a month, I just, hope you're good. <laughs> hope you heal, love. <laughs> like you're, you're good, you know, you'll get over it. But then also, I also have a fuckload of just white knights that come and be like, <laughs> don't be mean to her. And I fucking love them because they will just be on there and they are doing all the work for me. And I don't even pay them. I just send them a tits, just kidding. Um, but like, they will do everything for me. They're just like, speak to her like that oh look at you in your picture you look like a gremlin and i'm like oh my god guys can we just actually be nice to one another but i just let them get on with it you guys because honestly the more that you guys are commenting this is bringing my algorithm up and i'm getting more sales like please bring it um so it's you know it's smart in some ways because it creates debates you know um but i like the angle that i've done with it because obviously i came from a fitness background as well Mm -hmm. and 
That's um, what I said. Like you're mocking yourself and what you used to be. So it's like you're not even like 100%. worried about it. Yeah, I'm not worried. Like I'm I'm good. I'm just gonna keep you know riding this wave of what I'm on and just see where this takes me because it's op- it's op- it's slowly opening up and like different types of. Um, different types of people are noticing you know mm-hmm. i've got different yeah different people reaching out being like i love your work and it just takes one person to be like let me change this let me change your life tell me some of the names someone that maybe has contacted you and you're like holy shit <gasps> and you've um, had like literally like fangirl moments um oh i'm so not a name dropper oh. but I will say this one person because I was very, very, very shocked. Um, actually, Shaquille O'Neal messaged me. No way. Yeah, he messaged me and he just said, I just love you. And I, but he, does, I don't think he meant it as like, oh, I love you. I think he means it as just like, he probably saw my page and was just like. Keep going. Yeah, you know, and then that was it. And I just said, thank you. I think I said, it is an honor, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so like stuff, like people like that, it's just so nice and rewarding um, to for someone at such a high status, like he is the, the, he's a fucking biggest person literally in basketball, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just so amazing that my videos are getting on his algorithm and he's actually acknowledging it. And that just feels so good to me. Mm. Um, You know, and there's been a few people here and there, but I would say that that was the one where I went, what? what? 15 year old Nicole's like, what? What? (laughs) Like, um, okay you know and uh, yeah so it's just it's just mad it's just and it's just mad like the um power of social media Mm. as well you know and the fact that you can control it all yourself you're not there in the gym with a videographer like Mm. all these other social influencers and Mm. fitness influencers are you're pretty much doing it in your hotel room when you're on location like yeah anywhere and edit it all yourself correct film and edit it all myself i sit there and i've got this pink little notepad and that's why i write my script down of Hey guys, come watch me da, 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 and get this pussy fat out. See you next time. I literally write everything down in this little notepad and then Why didn't you bring it? That would have been bought sick. it. I should have bought it, right? Um and I just yeah, I just that's what I do. And um and I just think that this is everything that has happened up until this point was just meant for me because mm. I needed to like tumble and fall, whack my head and be like, oh, okay. I'm actually meant to just be in this situation. Like I'm meant to be here now. I'm meant to be speaking to you. I'm meant to be doing this podcast and sharing this story. You know, I really feel that um, one of my friends reached out yesterday and he's feeling a certain type of way. And I said to him that just remember that things that are happening to you are not, are they're for you they're not against you mm. like it's everything that is going on to, in your life is for you it's not against you it's there to teach you a lesson yeah. it's there to help you grow to hun- move forward yeah 100 percent. and it's like at the moment in time if you would have told me you know whenever i was going through a really dark period of my life if you were to tell me like you know it's just because you've got to get through it and you know this is going to happen you wouldn't believe it you'll just be like well no i just want to feel better now you know yeah. so but when you can finally look back and reflect like i do a lot of time to a lot of time reflecting it just your mindset just goes like oh shit and then you trust processes more Mm. the more you put trust in the process and the more it you know it happens and you things go like a certain type of way the more trust you build up and you just surrender and say okay i'm just gonna let this happen i think that's a really good word to use surrender because i think so many people when they face barriers obstacles something terrible happens yeah it's very hard to see the light and the end of the tunnel and in some ways you have to just stop and go this is happening for a reason. Some people say, oh, the universe is teaching me something. Some people yeah. say everything happens for a reason. Some people yeah. say karma, whatever. But I think if you can just, like you said, learn to surrender and be like, I don't have control over this situation, Can't but control I have control it. how I come out of it. Yep. And what I do. How control how you feel. You can mm-hmm. control your mindset with it. So it's just, it's up to you to move to that next phase. And I feel that you get obstacles put in your way. Like whoever the universe, God, however people want to say it, some things will come into your way and then you'll be like, okay, am I going to take the same path that I've usually taken? Mm. Because that's what I'm used to. Or shall I just go really uncomfortable and say, oh, all right, well, this is going to be a dark, lonely, scary road. But at the end of it, it's so much better than the road that you would usually take if you were just to Mm -hmm. follow that same path that you've always followed. So true, Mm. so true. And it's, it's such a hard thing to do. And I remember when I quit teaching, I remember I was here that in Dubai so scary as well. and I was here for like two years and I, it was 2019, June, 2019, when I decided I was going to hand in my notice and I'd already agreed to do another contract to school. And I remember going into the principal's room and saying, I need to meet with you. And she thought I was going to tell her I was pregnant. She was like, I thought you were going to say you're pregnant. And you need maternity leave. I was like, no, I quit. And she was actually. Like, I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And she couldn't understand it because I was already in a senior, senior role. I was doing 
really well. Wow. I just fallen out of love with it. And I'd started coaching. And the hardest thing was to rip that band aid off and, and to quit and then pursue this. And That's all you have never, to do. never did I think that I would have started a podcast in 2020, which was just audio during lockdown. Mm -hmm. Never did I think I would have started YouTube, learned how to do that all myself. And it's grown crazy, right? Yeah. Um, and never did I think I'd be sat here interviewing people that inspire me like Aww, yourself. So, you so I think you're absolutely right. But I, I do want to ask you if you want to share some of those real dark moments that were turning points for you. Um, Is there any in particular that you're happy to share or can recollect that that was when things really fucking changed? Um, I think it was in 2021 when I had left a really toxic relationship that I walked out and said, who the fuck am I? Like I am a shell of a person. I have just like, I don't know where to start. Like I, I have just spent the last two years trying to help someone and be someone who I'm not, who they want me to be. And it's like, how, how do I now know what I need? Like it was so confusing. And it's like, I, you know, I would go to LA and I would try and mix with people and I would, you know, be hooking up with someone and just be like, oh, is this right? Like, is this the right thing to do? Because like, this is all I've known. And I was, I, I, I did a lot of things in that relationship that I would never, ever, ever, like the thought of it now actually gives me the ick for myself. Cause I'm like, I can't believe that I would put myself in those certain situations because I did things out of love again, just exactly like my mother did. Mm. Like she did things out of love. And it's like, I stayed by this person's side while they were also going through dark moments. But in that moment of me staying by someone's side and helping someone, I lost myself because my, my self-confidence deteriorated. I was never shown any love. And the only time that I was given love was only when I would do things that this person wanted me to do, which was, you know, sexual acts and being a certain type of way on social media or being a certain type of way on OnlyFans or even in person. And it's like, I, and, and that's because I didn't know my self-worth. I didn't know what self-love was. I didn't know what my self-worth was. I didn't, all I knew is like, oh, okay, I'm in a relationship with this person. I need to help them. I need to show them love and I need to prove that I love them. So by doing that, and the reason, and the thing is what's really fucking crazy. And I spoke this with my therapist as well when we, when we did hypnotherapy, she said, why did you go for that person? And I said, because when I was in school and I never got picked for uh, a main role or I just never had the main part or I I just didn't feel ever good enough when I got with someone who had a higher status of me I thought why has this person chosen me mm. like why have you chosen why have you come to me and now you're wanting to be with me like I didn't I just was like this is so crazy so I was intrigued and I was like okay well I want to just maybe get to know this person because you you want to get to know me and like but I was never attracted I was never attracted to the person I initially I was like, I don't know if I'm actually attracted to this person, but, and then obviously as time goes on, you do, you become more attracted and you, you know, you like their personality. And then this person has a, very, a lot of beautiful traits, but also some very, very dark traits that I got to witness. And I don't know what he's like now, but all I know is that what the version that I saw, and I feel that people do meet different versions of, mm. you, of yourself. And I met a version that was, that completely changed me as a person. So when I came out of that, that was at my lowest point. And 2021 was just, a, even though I perceived to be very, very happy. And like, it was funny because my friend came to see me in 2020 when I was with this person. She was like, you seemed really happy. She was like, but I went home and said to the girls at school, this is fucked up. Nicole, mm. Nicole's not herself. Like she is blindsided. She, it's like she's on drugs the entire time, which I obviously wasn't, but like it's, she is, I like, a shell of a person like I would it was just such a dark time of my life so um 2021 I then just didn't know myself I was trying to find my groove of social media again my social media account got taken away so I was like okay well I I guess that I need to be this certain type of way and I was just so confused at, to who I was like even when I'm trying to speak it I'm confusing myself now because back it's then, probably hard to remember because you were in such a blur yeah, the whole, the whole thing was a blur. And then it was until 2020, 2022, sorry, that I started to really look into it. And, um, is that when you got a therapist? 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I've always kind of had therapy and I had I've throughout my life, but this is when I got someone who, and it was a guy at the time. Now I'm with a different therapist. She's more of a life coach though. Cause I went through my therapy sessions with this guy mm. and I wanted to go for a man because I felt that I'd grown up with dudes and like, I needed a man's perspective. Like, why am I, why am I doing this all the time? And I actually got into a very short relationship last year with someone, lovely guy. Um, and However, there was, I felt like I get taught lessons all the time. Like I moved to Texas to be with him and he's great in some ways, but also he kept dismissing my needs and crossing my boundaries. So I'm like, okay, uh, what do I do? Like, do I stay with this person and continue to have my boundaries crossed and my needs not met just like the previous relationship, but just like not on that same level? Or do I walk away and say, I'm better than this? And it was at that point that I walked away from him that I actually realized what self-love is. And it was like, and, and I remember like, sit, I then flew to LA afterwards to be with some friends for two weeks last December. And I was just like, that's what self-love is. When you know that you are worth more than what that person has given you. And that's not in like, oh, you need to be giving me this, this and this. It's just basic fucking human principles that someone needs and you're not meeting it. You're giving mm. me, the, you're not even giving me the bare minimum. I'm literally, I've moved across the country to be with you and you can't even get a passport and you're dating an international hun. <laughs> you know, like get a passport. Like, and, and, but I think also I was his, one of his first relationships. So to give him the benefit of the doubt, which I always do in people, he just needs to go and experience other relationships mm. and, and, and be, you know, and grow in his own way. And I probably taught him a lot of lessons just as much as he, he taught me a lot of lessons because he was extremely loyal. He was extremely loving, loving and affectionate, which I didn't get in my previous relationship. And, you know, and we had a good time. Like he would always want to go out and have fun with me. And, and again, I would never get that in my previous relationship. It was just very, it was just like, I, I'd have to go out with my girlfriends and he wouldn't ever come with me. It would just always, he'd just always be at home and I'd just be like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna go out, you know? Um, so it was at that point when I broke up with uh, my, my ex last year, when I said, this is what self-love is. Mm. And then that's when I took on the journey and I said, I need to be single. Like, I don't wanna be involved with anyone. Like, like I cannot be bothered with having dicks inside me. I just need to be completely single, completely celibate. And now is a time when I've realized that I'm at complete peace. And, and I think where I go wrong is I, when I meet someone and I like them, I'm like, let's be in each other's company all the time, you know? And that's what happened last year. You know, I met him and I was like, fuck it. Like you're lit, you know? And especially cause I've never experienced someone like him before where he was very loving and affectionate. I was like, this is great. And, um, but now I realize that I need to take my time of getting to know someone. Mm. Like I need to meet someone and be like, this is on my terms. We are going to take our time. Like I need to know you for about a year before we even do anything because yeah. I don't know who you are. And I refuse to be how, I, to go through what I went through. I'm petrified. I'm actually just petrified of being in a relationship because of what I went through. Yeah. Um, and, but that's now on me to just change that mindset. And I think, it's really good that I have this mindset because now I will be, I will be so careful with who I choose because I just can't go through something like that again. Because And ultimately the, the healing work that you're doing with yourself, you'll start to recognize that in another person. And yeah. I always think that this is a common mistake, not just for females, but males as well. Because I think females get a bad rap where it's like, they're always looking for love. I'm mm. searching for love. I can't find love. I'm looking for the right man. And I'm like, I think in order to have a compatible relationship where both are on the same level, mm. you both need to be in a good place mentally. 100%. And I think it's only when you do the inner work on yourself, mm -hmm. and, I, and I say it, and people think it's such woo-woo bollocks. It's like, you <laughs> need up for to the woo -woo. do <laughs> yeah. inner work. You need yeah. to understand who you are, what mm -hmm. you like, what you don't like, all of those things. And like you said, you have to take a time away from being in relationships and yeah. even the flippant ones and get the fuck off Tinder yeah, and just spend nothing. some time on yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you'll start to radiate this glow that your friends yeah. are seeing because it's like, you're not finding that gratification or that love from someone else. That's you're starting yeah. to love yourself That's and exactly it looks what. completely different. And you also don't give off this desperate vibe in a bar where you're searching for a man. Yeah. It's almost, you become unattainable in a way that's a glowing, gorgeous version of yourself. Mm -hmm where you don't need someone. And then because you've done that work, you can recognize that in other people, the same as you can recognize That's it true. 
it's not the type of person I want to be with when you see somebody else. And it's yeah. not you being judgmental in that moment. It's, I can see you're working on yourself. I'm going to let you crack on. You're not the person for yeah. me yet. Like we're, it's completely fine to be out of alignment with someone. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, it, that, and that's completely fine. That's completely fine. And I feel that people, yeah, you just need to leave people to get on with what they're, mm. what they're doing. Like, and like you said at the very start is you're a people pleaser. You want to help people. Mm -hmm. So you have to almost relinquish that and be like, I'm not here to help heal you. You I'm need not to a mother. figure that out. I'm not your mother. Like yeah. I need to not go into like any kind of relationship. And this is even friendships. Like I've had mm. to, I remember one of my friends and I could say her name is Carly, but she's, um, she's, hi Carly. She, but she knows this. So, and, and it's funny cause I speak about her a lot especially because we went through a phase when we were we were so close and we we now are really close again. We were really close and then we had this year and a half where we weren't because she needed to go off and sort out her own shit. Mm. Like she was, she, she got herself in a rut and she hit the lowest point. And now she's doing so fucking good. And like, I saw her when I was back in England and I was just like, she was saying, she was spitting all these things. And I was like, what have you done with Carly? Like, what, where is she? Cause this is not the girl that I know, but she's grown up mm. because when you create space and when you let people get on with it and they hit their lowest point, they are, they are then able to be like, fuck. Okay. And she, you know, she apologized. She didn't treat me badly or anything. It's just, you know, there was just a few things here and there, little hiccups, but like she said, like, I'm sorry for the way that I was. And like, that's all I fucking need. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I just, it's so nice to hear someone be accountable for their actions. And it's like the fact that she said, sorry, it's like that, that I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like yeah. you are, you quite clearly are such a different person and I'm so proud of who you've become. And like, I am so, you know, I do believe that people can have a second chance, maybe not in a relationship, you know, but you can become friends with someone again, yeah. but like- Everyone's human. We every, all make mistakes. We, we all, all make, fuck up. We all fuck up. And it's just like, but be accountable and for your actions and also put things right that were wrong, mm. you know, and say, I'm sorry that, you know, I can't change the past, but I'm sorry the way that I treated you. And you can just, you just know when someone's sincere with it, you know, you mm. like she, like she is, and she's just radiating and she's glowing. And I'm like, good for you. Like you just said, fuck it. I'm going to go off and just do my life and live in peace. And it's exactly what she did. And I'm just so proud of her. So so it's tell really us about LA. You were going oh to God. move there because <laughs> we need to talk about the dogs, the poor dogs. So they were here in Dubai. Okay. So obviously in 2021, when I went, to, I went to LA and I was like, this is lit. But I spent three months of just fucking wasting money, partying. Cause I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Like I've just, I'm, I need to just find the new Nicole and met a bunch of really, really dope people who are now still my friends. And like, I would go to content houses and I would go to content parties and it's where you meet other influencers and all of this. Loved it, fell in love with LA. Cause I was like, this is great. And then, so I would come back to Dubai and then I would go back again. And I was like, okay, it's my goal in March to move my dogs to the UK. And then I'll move to LA. And then eventually I'll move them to LA once I've got settled and stuff. Like I'll give myself six months in LA before I move them over. So March 22, 2022 came moved my dogs to england which by the way if you ever need to put your dogs on a plane and you're not with them mm -mm. i have you ever done that mm -mm. don't we can't no. i don't think we can take well we could take ours back to the uk but they could never come back here because they're american bullies oh. so because they're bred here we've got them oh shit yeah. oh that is okay yeah, so we definitely if we that. took them back to the uk they'd never come back in oh my no. god so so basically because they're pugs as well and they couldn't go in the cabin with me they have to go in cargo oh don't I was, I, I remember sending a voice note to one of my best friends in Australia. Like, like I, you know, when someone is hysterically crying, like, <laughs> I was like that. It was, it was horrible because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like I feel such a soul tie with my dogs and I'm sure you do as well that I just don't, I don't know what would happen to me if something happened to them. Anyway, they landed in England and they were like, what's all this new smell? Cause it's so fresh. Like anyway, decided to go to uh, LA in the March, April time. And that's when I started to be like, huh, it's a bit of a shithole really. <laughs> I was gonna say it is a bit. It's a shithole. No offense to anybody that's from no LA, offense. but it's a bit skanky. It's a shithole. And the mm. thing is, is, it's the people from LA that don't make it a shithole. No. The people from LA and from California are pissed off at the people that come, like myself, to California. <laughs> But the biggest thing for me is not only is it that you can't go out of your house out of your house without thinking you could get robbed or stabbed mm. or fucking shot at at any point in your in your life, but like the type of people that are out there 
in the content creating world think that the ass they think their sun shines out of their ass sorry and it's just like we all started from somewhere yeah like just because i don't have a million followers like you can't come into this party like you have to put down if you want to go to a party in la you have to put put down your instagram how many followers you have and then it says if you don't have more than one million followers you won't be invited but then a model with 50k followers can come because she's shagging the main guy i can't deal with it oh my god are you serious i can't deal with it it's bullshit it's bullshit people there are some really lovely people that i've met and the people that they know who they are if they ever saw this like they're fucking great and i love them and they have they've got millions of followers and they're awesome people but there are also the fucking rats of la that are just social climbers they will fuck anyone to get where they want to be they will use you as a friend and i don't i'm not like that Mm. i'm real as fuck i don't want to be there it's it's dying la is dead it's a it's a fucking boulevard of broken dreams like the walk of fame is the walk of shame in my opinion Mm. um so that's but in, then in the April that's where I met my ex and we met at Gold's gym and uh, we literally started dating very 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 quick. He was like, "Let's fast track this," and I'm like, "Okay, we've never had a relationship before. This isn't really how it works. We're not usually in a relationship three weeks after meeting." But okay, <laughs> went along with it. Um, and he was then like, "I he hated LA as well, and he's not on social media. Like he dabbles a bit in TikTok and he's an engineer and he which I loved because I was like, great." someone that's not on social media he's a normal guy he's a nerd like this is great um and he's like i want to move to texas and i was like okay let's fucking go because he's from texas well he's originally puerto rican but he's from texas so anyway i was like okay fuck it let's go so i ended up moving to texas well i did like three months there and then came back and did like two months and then obviously it ended um and to be fair, I didn't have a good time because I was just alone. And it's mm. like, as an adult, it's very difficult to go and make friends. And like, the only time I would go out is when we would go out clubbing. And it's like, I don't want to go out clubbing all the time. And I don't want to go and meet people out clubbing. So it became very, very lonely. And I just felt a little bit like claustrophobic kind of thing. Um, and then obviously when we broke up, I went to LA to go and be with friends. And then I was just like... This place is dead for me now. So yeah. dead. But then I was like, okay, you know what? I'll go to Coachella. I'll go to Coachella in April for my birthday and all of this. And I thought, okay, let's let's go Coachella. And that was the point when I thought, I can't, I cannot stand the people here. We were at Coachella. And another thing people do, they name drop all the fucking time. Like, let's go to this restaurant because Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be there. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if he's going to be there because he equally doesn't care if I'm going to be there. Like, (laughs) he does not know who I am. I'm not going to go and talk to him. I'm not going to go and ask him for a photo. I just want him to eat and I want to eat. I don't care. I respect his work. I think he's a fucking great actor, but I don't want to bother him. We were at Coachella. He is literally, Leonardo DiCaprio is literally in like the booth next to, next, like in the main section or whatever and girls around are like oh my god I need to get in that area I need a girl like I need I need to be with him like I he needs to see me and they're they're like trying to you know be no who are you trying to be seen by no one get just stop like you look desperate stop um and it was at that point when I was at Coachella and I thought it's just an Instagram show. Like we went to these Instagram after parties and I'm like I actually just can't stand being here because everyone is just trying to outdo each other but what are you trying to outdo once upon a time instagram wasn't a thing so we were all nobodies so why don't we all just be a bit more genuine and like actually be authentic you know so it was at that point when i was like you know what like i i've got my friends here and that's all i need and i don't want to be interacting with these other type of people and it's like you have there's this there's this theory that if you go to LA and you want to be a dancer or an Instagram person or an actor you'll have to be in LA to make it and it's like if you're go- if you're going to make it in that you're going to be able to do it anywhere in the world absolutely so the internet is worldwide <laughs> that's exactly it you know so be on social media I can do this anywhere in the fucking world and LA is not it so then I was like okay let me go back to Dubai and well then I went to England and then now I'm back here and I'll be here for six months and I was just like I can't be dealing with it I can't yeah. be dealing with it. It's too much. It's just, yeah. Like anyone who's going to move there, I'll just be like, good luck. I'll see you soon. Cause you'll be back in Dubai. Cause also the safety, like there's so, yeah. and it's becoming such a big hub for social media anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
I'd be so silly to go all that way and live my, move my entire life over there. And when it comes to my dogs, it's like, they're actually in a better place in the UK because of the weather. And as much as I miss them, I've decided to do six months in England and six Fair months enough. here. So it's like, I get to split that time. Mm. And hopefully as time passes, you know, I can bring them on a flight with me and you know, who knows what can happen, but I know that they're so safe with my mom. So that's good. It's all right, I guess. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so, it's so so six months here. Yeah. What's the plans for Nicole moving forward? Obviously, social media is still doing its thing apart from your little Instagram battles with trying to get your posts back up. Fucking hell, Instagram, sort it out. <laughs> uh, so now I, I'm just going to keep riding this wave of mm-hmm. what's going on. Um, are we going to do a parody together or what? We are going to do a parody together. 100%. I'll think of a video. It's got to be splits because I'm trying to do the splits. Oh, it can be splits yeah. actually. I'm practicing the split. So, and you said you wanted to stretch my pussy fat. So that's true. Actually, we can do one where like the trainer is being like overly stretchy or like touchy or Creepy. something, and I can just do that with you. That's fine. I can put I can put on a, like a mustache. Yeah, I've You've also dressed got, up many a time. I could. I've also got a dangling ball sack that I can. <laughs> that I can use that could be fun couldn't it and I'm just stretching uh, you and I'm like yeah baby I'll probably do a voiceover with it like yeah. that I usually do but um so keep riding this wave and at the moment I'm just really focused on building investments mm. I have a financial advisor over here and he's fucking incredible I was gonna ask I bet you do I love him so much so basically in June I think it was May or June I um <laughs> you're not supposed to move when he does that. I know, but it's just so difficult. So now you're going to have to do, now you're going to have to say it again. I'm going to have to edit it. But it's fine. Or maybe I'll just keep it in. Yeah, yeah, right. He, just, you, he was like, and you were like, <laughs> jazz hands. Um, so, so financial advisor, he's pretty sick. Love him. So basically what happened is that at the, I've known him since 2021. No, 20, I can't even remember these dates now. Anyway, we met a few years ago and he was like, trying to like help me with investments and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it soon. One day or whatever. Went to LA 2021, spent all of my money, didn't have any savings, but I just bought my first place as well. So I was like, this is fine. And then I had bought a second place at the end of the year. And I was like, this is great. Like I've got two places, I'm fine. And then it was at the end of last year when I came back here, he was like, you need to have a certain amount of savings in your account. And I am going to speak to you in March. And if you have it, then we can move forward with investments because I know that you're being serious about Mm -hmm. it got the savings ready and uh, and he was like, okay let's just invest a little bit every single month and um you know we just catch up every quarter of the year or whatever june came or end of may and basically the, the my bank here stopped my of payments from going in no yeah but just for oh. obvious reasons i think I, they didn't directly say because of isn't paid th- from only fans it's called phoenix international which own only fans mm-hmm. so i was like oh. i mean it makes sense you know what I'm playing with fire. Oh, I don't know what to do, but I basically didn't get paid for four months in the summer. But if it wasn't for my financial advisor saying you need to have money as a buffer, I would be absolutely fucked. Anyway, so the money was accumulating. Then my Instagram pops off. And then usually when Instagram pops off, so does OF because people obviously Mm -hmm. bring traffic. Yeah, Yeah, it brings traffic. Mm -hmm. So that's been doing really well, touch wood. And um, so now my main focus is just to keep investing. So Mm. I just send him money and he just holds me accountable. And, um, that's my biggest thing is I need to just build a bit more stability in terms of making my money work for me, because there will be a time when I am going to stop doing OF. And as much as I'm happy doing it, I think that a lot of it reminds me of the time I was going to ask when I, of the reasons of why I got it and the situation that I was in when I had it and it kind of, I think that might be the last phase to really step into someone else. Um, however, again, I'm happy that I have it. I don't regret anything. Um, but I just feel that there, there is going to be a time when I need to move on from it. So I'm kind of aiming towards that. Um, but you know, it could also be in about four years time, like who, who knows, you know? And I also just, I think as well, when it comes to relationships, I don't think many guys would be okay with it. Mm. Uh, any normal guy be okay with it, let's say, of me having an OF, unless they're super just understanding and they're like, you do what you got to do. Um, I don't like it, but I get it's the, that it's your hustle, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's just, I think if I want to be taken seriously, I need to kind of step away from it because unfortunately there is a stigma, you know? Yeah. Like I don't do porn and I've never done porn on there. But when I say I've got an OF, they're like, oh my God. So you get like fisted and I'm like, no, 
not quite, <laughs> not quite to that extent, you know? So it's, um, yeah, there's just a stigma with it. And, and hope, I mean, maybe hopefully over time that stigma will be removed, but I just think there will be a time when I think I need to part ways with it. Just like mm. anything, just like yeah. how you did with teaching, just yeah. like how I did with personal training. And when I was in real estate, you know, there will be a time when you just need to cut that tie. So yeah. I think that it will come one day, you know? Awesome. Yeah. And I have one final question for you then. Go on. How would you like to be remembered? The whole versions oh. of Nicole that we've seen over the years, how would you like best to be remembered? If someone was to say, I knew Nicole and she was like this. I just, I just want... I think the first thing that comes to my head, well, obviously is like funny, but also just kind and loving. And like, I just don't have a bad bone in my body. Like I don't, I don't ever want to do dirty on someone. I just, I want people to be the best version of themselves. And I just would love for people to realize of that of me. Like there is more to the humor, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually a very soft, emotional person. Like I'm super loving and again i'm like a mother i'm a motherly type um but people only get to see one percent of me mm. so they just sometimes can just make that assumption um but yeah but equally just like a whole rounded person of like comedy and soft and kind and just a lovely girl <laughs> haven't done many accents it was very you really haven't i haven't is am i okay i don't know what's wrong <laughs> I liked it though. I like it. It's been amazing, Nicole. Thank you so thank much you so for much joining for me. And me. I have to say that you are a kind and caring person. Oh, and thank you. you were one of the first people I messaged when I said I wanted to start this podcast. I was like, yes, there were lots of other kind of like bodybuilders and stuff in the industry. But I said to Darren, I was like, I want Nicole on. I need to fucking oh talk my to this God, girl so badly. I love it. Thank you so yeah. much. And you messaged me back and you were like, yes, let's do it. Absolutely. I love rabbit. <laughs> well, I have. That's all I've done. I feel like I've just spoken so much. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, then you can close off and you can thank everyone for watching and listening and get them to do all of the good things and the liking us as well. Yeah, so like, okay, firstly, never go to LA because it's just a fucking shithole. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, follow us both on Instagram. Um, also, my only fans, if you want. Um, what else do I have to say? <laughs> uh, yeah, and... Um, catch you in the next one. We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>